I'm Aria Schwartz, along with Rachel Galligan and Gabe Ibrahim, my co-hosts, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. Today, we are talking about free agency grades. show please consider joining our patreon community for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w we're talking today WNBA free agency grades we've sneaked peek uh i don't know if that's a real word or a real term in the past tense we have sneak peeked um a few grades for various teams for patreon subscribers uh but it'll be interesting to dive in depth on how their grades have changed if they haven't changed uh, and so on and so forth, and kind of breaking down each team. Gabe Ibrahim, one of the co-hosts of this show, did an amazing job writing uh, two parts of an article, or an article split into two parts, whatever you want to call it, uh, breaking down the grades. And we're going to run through it and tell Gabe why he's right or why he's crazy and completely wrong. Gabe, take it away. What's going on, guys? Um, yeah, so my article's up on winsire.com. I'd really appreciate it if you check it out. It is long. I went like 5,000 words and like, Midway through, I was like, okay, we can't put this all in one article because if not, no one's ever going to see it. Um, so uh, I think to kind of tell you my grading philosophy, um, I really only looked at what teams did in this free agency period. So you don't get credit for things that happen before this free agency period. So for example, Seattle's grade is not that high because they don't get extra points for you know drafting Brianna Stewart and creating a culture that makes her want to stay there. They get points for resigning her, but they don't get point, extra points for for having her there. Uh, same with you know Washington and other teams like that. And um, I, I kind of you know I grade pretty tough. Uh, a C is an average grade. If your team did not make any detrimental decisions, uh, but didn't get any closer to their goals, usually the goal is to win a championship. For some teams, that's a little different. I.e., the Dallas Wings, they're not competing for a championship. They're trying to get better for next year, but. Uh, you know, if you didn't make any detrimental decisions, but you didn't get closer to those goals, you get a C. Uh, if you got better, you probably got higher than a C. If you got worse, you probably got lower than a C. So uh, let's start this off with uh, the Atlanta Dream. Uh, the Atlanta Dream uh, got an A- minus from me. I think they had a great offseason. Um, it kind of started off a little rocky. They let uh, Angel McCautry go, as we all know. And I kind of I gave them a little some points for letting her go and not putting themselves in a Tina Charles situation like New York is in, and you know, understanding that time and cap space are assets, and understanding that you know that the relationship with Angel is probably too far gone. But I didn't take too many points for that relationship being too far gone because again, didn't happen in this period. The best thing that the Dream did in this offseason was acquire Courtney Williams. Uh, she is a fantastic player we saw all saw her in the playoffs we talked about it on a previous podcast i think that was an amazing deal for them they uh had to get had to send out jessica breeland nia coffee and a second round pick and i think they got a second round pick back um but so that was their biggest move shakina strickland's also a great move i really like Lori johnson's contract it's a big number but it's only for one year so it doesn't uh remove any future flexibility and i think she's um gonna revitalize her career 
Now she can be more of a three-point shooter. She can play more outside. She won't have the ball in her hands so much. And I think that's where she's going to excel. So for me, they did a great job. There's still a lot of questions. Uh, we have we had a lot of questions about their point guards. We had a lot of questions about their depth. There's a lot of mouths to feed on this offense. But, you know, you get Courtney Williams, you get Shakina Strickland, you get Glory Johnson, and you move on to a new phase in your franchise. That, to me, is an A-. minus. Uh, I'll go first on this one. First of all, I got to give you props. First line of your grading, you have a <laughs> great pun, and everyone knows I love a good pun. And I agree with you. The Atlanta Atlanta Dream had a dream of an offseason. Their biggest concerns going into the offseasons, in my opinion, was two things. One, they needed to shake up this roster, and two, they needed shooters. They fulfilled both those things uh, by basically wiping the roster clean and bringing in new people. Courtney Williams is a straight shooter. Glory Johnson can be a shooter, and Shakina Strickland is a shooter. So, and oh, don't forget about Alexis Jones. But still, like, all of those moves address my concerns. Also, I really like getting Kalani Brown. Um, if you're going to lose Sykes, a player who I think was ghastly underrated for the majority of her time in this league so far, I think you need to get a player that, you know, either was a superstar slash someone who completely fills a role that this team needs, or somebody who, you know, in a year or two can really come into their own and become a staple of this team, and that's exactly what they got. Um, Connie Brown was not going to get playing time or a lot of uh, time to grow in L.A., and now she's going to be in a position where she can, so I think that's great for them. Personally, I'm not a big fan of when you're in the A or the B category giving minuses. Um, or maybe, no, I'll take that back. Just when it comes to A's, I'm not down with A minuses because I figure, like, a minus is almost like, oh, you almost dropped to that next level, and for me, the Atlanta Dream are a solid A um, something that I never accomplished in my uh, schooling career. Rachel, <laughs> your thoughts? Oh, man. Um, I, I have to agree with the Atlanta Dream PR on this. Um, they, they adjusted Gabe's tweet. <laughs> I think it was earlier today. Maybe it was yesterday um, by, by saying, you know, we fixed it for you and gave him an A+. Plus. I, I, I give him an A+. Plus. Um, I, I agree with the, the notion of the plus and the minuses, but um, I think that what they had to do, the Atlanta Dream had to blow this roster up. I mean, they absolutely just had to blow it up. <laughs> I mean, and that's just calling a spade a spade. I mean, there had to be serious changes. You had to get um, rid of some old blood, get some new blood in there. I mean, you, you have to do something after you have the year that you had last year. Um, and I, I love, I mean, obviously we could talk about Courtney Williams um, and how much of an addition that is to the Dream roster. I She's as dynamic and as explosive and as exciting as anyone else in this league to watch. Um, I'm excited to kind of see how she thrives in Atlanta, um, how she thrives under Nikki Collins' coaching philosophy and, and maybe, you know, building around her as the face of that franchise. I'm a huge fan of Kalani Brown um, in, in Atlanta. I think it's a great move for both um, being able to be developed further within this league and, like you said, Aria, getting an opportunity to play more. Um, I, I personally love the Glory Johnson move maybe more than any of them, because like you said, Aria, you know, revitalizing her career and what she brings from an athleticism standpoint, but also a versatility standpoint, um, her ability to score, her ability to defend. Um, she brings something to this dream roster that like arguably they didn't really have last year, um, at least in the way I see it. So I love that. And then you know, we can just keep going down the line. Shakina Strickland. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've talked about her, her entire career, you know, the best shooter in the league. Um, and, and shooters are hard to come by. So, I mean, the dream got better. Um, I think the Angel McCautry move 
I understand that a lot of people knocked it and didn't understand why you didn't get anything for it, whatever. I'm all for it. I think it was a great decision by Nikki Collin and um, the Dream franchise to kind of let her explore free agency. It ended up working out tremendous for them in the long run, especially in terms of um, building rapport and uh, respect across the league. Um, that That's a huge thing we're talking about right now with these GMs and coaches. And so it worked out great. Angel needed a change. Um, we all We all can agree with that. Uh, she's a tremendous player, uh, but just kind of where she's at in her career, um, needing a new opportunity and, and Atlanta parting ways with that, I think is great. So I, I could not give the Atlanta dream a higher grade. I think they had a tremendous off season. Yeah. Um, so let me, let me uh, explain a couple things here. Um, so, cause I was super positive in that little spiel I gave on Atlanta. The reason they got a minus, cause I do like Kalani Brown too. I didn't even really mention her. I couldn't really even get to her in the column because there's, just so much stuff they did. I love. I like Kalani Brown. I think she's a really good defensive piece. She needs to improve offensively to 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 have a real spot um, in this league as as the you know a big. Um, but I think she will. Uh, however, I took points off because uh, I they gave up Marie Gulich for seemingly nothing. I thought they may have been able to get something more from that trade because they gave up the best piece in Brittany Sykes, in my opinion. Um, and you know, I did take off some points for lose for losing Andrew McCautry and I kind of took off points because, you know, it's there, there are fit issues still with this team. So it's not quite like everything fits into a perfect little, um, you know, per, a perfect roster. And I think that's where those, that minus comes from. And just on, uh, to complete my grading philosophy, I went to law school, which means now I can keep my bar license because I mentioned that I am a lawyer. You have to do that in every single appearance you make as when you're a lawyer. Um, so in law school, there's no such thing as an A plus to get an A plus. You have to do stuff that I didn't see anyone ever do. Um, so I don't really believe in A pluses. I just don't think it's, it's something that I give out. And if you get an A minus, that means you're um, above average, but not the best. So that's what an A minus was for Atlanta. They were above average. They did really well. Um, they were above the above average teams, honestly. But they weren't the best. So they didn't get an A. Um, so that's my grading philosophy. Uh, you guys want to move on to Chicago? Let's do it. All right. Chicago. I gave them a B plus. Um, I think Matt Ellentuck. God, Matt Ellentuck. He got roasted. Um, not, not just in this like free agency period, but also in the playoffs last year. Like He got dunked on a lot. Uh, he's taking it like a champ, though. Good for him. Um, he, so I gave them a B plus. He gave them a B minus. I gave them a B plus because you know I did give them a lot of credit for uh, bringing back Courtney Vandersloot, Allie Quigley, Stephanie Dolson, all at two year deals that are declining at less than their max salary, which is huge. You know, I, I think that gives them some more space next year to possibly bring back Jontel Lavender, uh, to bring back uh, Cheyenne Parker, to to fill in gaps on this roster that may be there. Um, and uh, they also, um, you know, they got some credit for they, they got credit for keeping uh, Clea Copper, um, and they also got some credit for Azrae Stevens, even though I think that deal was an overpay. So where they lost points for me was the Azrae Stevens deal. Uh, they overpaid for her. Um, they lost points for losing Astu Door, um, which I will pronounce her name correctly from now on because she asked us to on Twitter. Um, and the um, the other thing they lost points for was Copper's contract is just a bit of an overpay. So that's where I was to me, again, above average, but below the sort of T 
teams that had the best offseason for me. But yeah, huge points for for keeping that core together and for getting them to sign contracts that are less than their uh, maximum. I think that's a sign of a really great culture. I'm, I'm going to have to hop in here and, and disagree with you uh, for the first time. Uh, I, I'm, I'm giving Chicago a C to C+. Plus, uh, and, and, the, and my logic behind that is I, I don't see any moves they made that moved them closer to a title. I, I maybe it maybe it's my fault for kind of just assuming that the Vanderquigs are coming back. So I don't necessarily add that to a positive on their view. Like I, I think we all expect that. So for me, it's just hard uh, to give them a huge positive on that when it was so expected. Um, the big move for me that I'm a huge fan of is Azrae Stevens. Um, yes, she's a little bit overpaid, but. That's a piece where she was injured basically all of last year. The year before that, we saw a good amount of growth, um, but also the, the roster that she was on just did not give her opportunities to grow at all. Uh, and I do hope uh, and think that Chicago will give her a better opportunity to grow and become a top player in this league. And when I say top, I mean top, you know, 20. Um, but that being said, yeah, I, ju- I just can't give them a B. That, that, that's my take. Uh, Rachel, what are your thoughts? I think I'm, I agree with Gabe on this. I think, you know, Chicago running it back <clears throat> holds a lot of respect for me because I think we're seeing a franchise that's really starting to come into their own over the last two years. Like we've seen them really improve. And then the addition of James Wade and the way he's coaching this team and kind of that breath of fresh air took um, a huge jump last year and, and they're all loving playing together. They're, they're doing an exceptional job. I think a lot of this, <clears throat> in my opinion, when we're talking about a championship and what takes you to that next level lies on the shoulders of Diamond to Shields um, and kind of how, how her, she's able to elevate her game. Now, we're not necessarily talking about her in terms of free agency moves, but <clears throat> obviously signing Courtney Vandersloot, Allie Quigley, I think it's important to note, you know, them taking a little bit less money um, to be able to remain where they're at. They still have great deals. Um, was is very interesting. No one's really talked about that. Um, obviously, I don't think anybody anticipated either one of them making a move um, and, and how happy and vocal they've been about uh, being in Chicago and that being home for, for Allie and all of that. Um, I think Stephanie Dolson has really, she made big strides last year. Um, she showed that she can be and can continue to be one of the premier bigs in this league. Uh, maybe not the way we're used to seeing Griner or Fowler, you know, but she 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 has a presence in there when she's playing well. You know, she's kind of that X factor at times for the sky. So I love that um, Dolson resigned. Um, Copper, I agree with you, Aria. You know, definitely a bit of a um, high contract. Um, I feel like it came down to a stew and Copper. Which one are you going to stick with? Um, Copper has proven that she fits into this system, I think, exceptionally well. Um, and and I, that's a tough one for me. <laughs> you know, we could have a show on that um, as to kind of which one you feel like fits their system better. Um, Stu is a tremendous player. Um, she's going to have a great year, I anticipate, in 2020. Um, but I, I love <clears> – <throat> this sounds harsh, but I don't mean it in a negative way, but I love that Katie Lou Samuelson was traded to Dallas. Um, that, that is not a fit in Chicago. It was never a fit in Chicago. Um, she never should have been drafted to Chicago. So, you know, the fact that they opened up that, that spot, um, I think that makes them better. I just don't see her fitting in with this team. Um, I don't, I don't know where she fits along with, you know, Gabby Williams, who at, the, at this point is still a bit of a question mark. So for Katie Lou Samuelson, I think it's great, you know, going to Dallas and being an asset um, or a piece in Dallas where you can continue to build around. And she's really put in a ton of effort and getting, getting better. It's a win for Katie Lou Samuelson, but 
Um, I, I just think Chicago was steady. Um, I think we kind of anticipated them to run it back. Um, nothing mind-blowing, nothing too crazy. Uh, but I like your point, Arya, in what did they do to really, truly be a contender? And I don't think it's necessarily in a signing. It's about what can this core of players continue to build moving forward. And we're going to learn basically that, that entire answer this year. This year makes makes or breaks kind of how this franchise moves forward. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you. Gabe, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with it. I, I think it also changes, you know, it turns a lot on what you see, uh, you know, as two versus Stephanie Dolson. Uh, that's that's where it's going to turn. I think, Arya, you're you're more uh, favoring as two door. Uh, I really like Stephanie Dolson. She's also making less money. Um, and, you know, Katie Lou Samuelson um, versus Azrae Stevens. To me, that's like, I, I, I think Katie has a, has a lot of, talent i think she can uh maximize herself again she probably wasn't a good fit in chicago but they never saw that fit and they devalued her and then they had to send the first uh with her to to get someone that they wanted um so to me uh that that's just you know that's like not not playing the game uh that well but yeah i, I didn't take too many points off and i think you know i can agree i i see your points um all right let's move on to my most controversial grade because i really didn't know what to do um, with the Connecticut Sun. Uh, the, the Connecticut Sun, I, I kept trying to go back and forth and back and forth, um, and I was deciding, you know, are they an A? Are they a B? You know, so um, they got to want a Bonner. I, I settled on a B plus. Sorry, let me say that first. I settled on the B plus for uh, the Connecticut Sun, um, and what I said at the end of my little spiel for them is, uh, like teachers have done since the dawn of time, I'm just going to give them a B plus and hope Connecticut's parents don't request a conference. Because I really, you know, they they got the one of Bonner. They re-signed John Quill Jones to two, a two-year max, which uh, she was in line to get a one-year max and then get a super max. So they got an extra year of John Quill Jones. I don't know how they did that. And I'm concerned that they may have, they, they, they could have possibly um, rubbed her the wrong way. But, you know, it doesn't seem like that right now. So they also brought in Brian, uh, Brian January in the Courtney Williams trade, but they lost Courtney Williams in the Courtney Williams trade, which is really tough. You know, I, I think that is a huge negative for them. Um, they also lost Shakina Strickland, and I, I think she was such a big part of what they did last year, and she showed that not only is she a good shooter, but she can be a part of a really good defense and play her role in, in that system. And I think she was really, really great for spotting up off of the players that they had. Uh Brianne January is going to have to show that she can do that and uh, that she can she can drive off and, you know, pass in the same situations that Shakina did. And, you know, they lost a lot of continuity here. They lost, you know, four players that were crucial to their finals run last year. And I think in this league, what we see more and more often is the teams who have played together typically play the best. So for me, uh, it was it just came down to me saying, well, they didn't get worse. They probably got better in terms of talent, but are they closer to a championship like you're asking with the sky? And for me, I said, you know, they, they're probably a little bit closer, but they they didn't they didn't push themselves in the way that they should have when you get the best free agent on the market. Uh, so to me, that that's a B plus. Um, but I, you know, I could I could I could have gone either way. I could have gone with a B. I could have gone with an A minus. I was all over the place with them. So I I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Rachel, you want to go first on this one? Sure. Yeah, I think you brought up some really good points. Um, Connecticut's a really tough one. I mean, let's be honest. If we were talking about the Dewana Bonner edition, along with 
the core from last year, this is by far <laughs> the winner of free agency, you know, and, and, and we, that's kind of how we took it when it, when it first came out that Dewana Bonner was signing with the sun, it was like, Oh my God, like, seriously, is this, is this really what, what this team's going to look like? Um, and then you had the whole Courtney Williams thing go down. Um, and, and I, I think you brought up a great point, you know, kind of expanding what I, what I talked about with the sky You know, the sun's kind of identity has just been this core group of players who have stayed together for so long. They've grown it to what it is. Um, obviously they, they came so close last year. Well, now it's like the whole roster got kind of in some ways blown up. Um, maybe not as much as Atlanta's, uh, but you know, you lose in arguably, um, the, the face or the backup face of your franchise um, that was a little bit unexpected. Um, I, I can't imagine that anybody really thought that was going to take place um, headed into free, free agency. But I do think if you're looking talent to talent, you know, I'm taking Dewana Bonner, Dewana Bonner over Courtney Williams any day. Um, it, that's not a knock on Courtney Williams. That's just a credit to how good of a player Dewana Bonner is, at least for the next couple of years. Um, John Quill Jones, tremendous. Um, obviously that's who they've, they're going to build this franchise around. I love the addition of Brian January. Um, I think as a, as a true veteran and a true professional in this league, what she brings, um, and I had, I had an opportunity to really watch her when I was living in Phoenix pretty closely. And I, I love her maturity. I love um, the demeanor she carries on the court. I think she's a great asset to this team. I think she makes them better. I do. Um, but you know, I, I think there were some pieces in Rachel Bannum, um, Clarendon, um, Maybe not necessarily Morgan Tuck, but those two in particular, you know, obviously being able to sign someone like Dewana Bonner, you've got to be able to move, you've got to be able to create some cap space. So I, I agree with those. I think that was a great um, decision by the franchise and great for the players um, to be able to get an opportunity probably somewhere else. Um, Morgan Tuck, okay. Um, I know that was tough because she shows a lot of promise at times. Um, she's steady, um, but she'll she'll do tremendous in Seattle, and that, that doesn't really hurt Connecticut too much, in my opinion. So that's a tough one. You know, obviously you, the glaring question is the Courtney Williams thing um, and the question you brought up about this team and the chemistry moving forward. You know, you really felt like they didn't have to change anything, and they're still in the conversation as a contender. So they go out and they try to get that extra piece to completely put them over the, the edge, and they did, and it didn't necessarily backfire. But it, it didn't go down the way we all thought it was going to go down. Or maybe they, they had imagined it was going to go down. So this is a completely different team. You know, the dynamic has changed. Um, this is no longer the, the team that we've seen kind of evolve together the last four or five years. And that's, that's now it's a bit of a question mark. It truly is. ton of talent. Uh, we've, we've seen what they can do. We've seen what, what, what Kurt Miller and his staff can do. But how does this team gel moving forward um, as we head into the 2020 season? I completely agree with you, Rachel. The first thing that comes to mind is gel. Um, we, when grading this team, like we've talked about, when grading any team, it's how did they move closer to winning the championship? Now, if you just look at the roster, I would argue in some ways that they did move closer. Um, you know, they got the best free agent. They got a solid another player to fill a hole that Courtney Williams left. And honestly, that Shakina Strickland left. So, so I respect that. Um, for me, it's about the gel. Are they going to continue uh, to to grow together? You do lose the voice piece of this team in Courtney Williams, so I'm excited to see kind of what happens there. I know, you know, last year we looked at Vegas signing all these players and LA signing all these players, and just kind of immediately crowned them the champions of the league. And and we saw very clearly in both teams in different ways, but in both teams, it's going to take time for them to grow together. Um, 
as far as grade, I, I'm with you, Gabe. B plus, maybe, maybe I'd push it to an A. Um, but, but it, it, it does. It comes down to all the things you guys have talked about. I completely agree with you guys, which is killing me. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I just think overall they moved closer to a championship. But there are some asterisks next to whether or not they will move closer to a championship uh, in reality. Gabe, take it away. Right. All right. So we're, the, you know, we are moving a little slow, but that's because the the three teams that we just talked about probably had, you know, the most uh, explanation that was needed, along with probably the Dallas Wings. Uh, they did the most, I think. I think if we just tally it up like individual moves, I'm pretty sure the Wings had the most moves. Um, and I gave them a B minus. Um, you know, they get a demerit for uh, for losing Skylar Diggins-Smith again. You know, the, the missteps that led to Skylar leaving probably happened a long time ago. Um, but, you know, you have to take it into consideration when they lose when you lose a Skylar Diggins-Smith. They've also, they also let uh, Glory Johnson go, which, you know, she was with this franchise for seven years. She, she was there her whole career. She really um, gave that franchise everything, and they've lost three franchise faces in the past two seasons. I don't think you can discount that. Um, but, you know, I gave them a B minus because they created a, they got closer to their goal of understanding their identity as a franchise. Now, I think they've made it clear that their franchise is Enrique Gumboale and whoever that's, whoever their second overall pick is obviously, but whoever that second overall pick is, is probably gonna have to fit around Enrique. And, you know, I, I think that's a great idea because Enrique showed so much um, last year uh, on offense that you can say that's an offensive superstar. Her defense was fine, and I think she'll grow on that end. She was a, she was a rookie last year, so she's going to get better. But they, they've coalesced their team around Enrique and then put pieces around her to make her better over the next three years and really have maximized those three years to show, hey, Enrique, we are, we are doing everything to make sure that you can win here. They brought in Ask Two Door. I think she's going to fit perfectly. She can pop out. She can be a big inside. She's going to help that defense a lot. She's going to help that offense even more. I really like Katie Lou Samuelson, as we already talked about. Um, I like Marina Maybrary. I like uh, Mariah Jefferson. It, her contract was a slight overpay, so I, you know, I took off some um, points for that. But uh, you know, considering what she did early on in her career, if she's healthy... I think she's gonna she's gonna fit pretty well with Arika, and she can be someone who takes off some of that um, ball handling load. So I, I see Arika as someone who's best coming off of screens, best cutting. He, she's someone who can she she obviously needs the ball a lot, but you know you don't want her to have the ball all the time. So they also um, lost points though because you know they've left themselves a lot of work to do. They're gonna have to cut a bunch of people in camp. They're gonna have to figure out something to do with all these draft picks. I, I don't know if that's trades. I don't know if they're going to be able to, uh, you know, package those picks into a higher pick. They already have the second overall pick, but maybe they package five and nine for three or something. I don't know. But, um, you know, they, they just have a lot of work to do. So it's almost an incomplete grade, but I think they're going to have to probably let some people go that they either just acquired or they like or um, they they saw as part of their future at some point recently, which to me, that's something that you don't want to do. And I think it kind of hurts your credibility on, um, on with other, with other free agents and agents. So, um, you know, still, I think that it was an, it was a a positive off season 
very positive for them. And I think they have an identity and they know what they're going to do for the next three years, which has not been the case in Dallas in probably the last three years. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll hear where you're coming from. And I, and I obviously respect your opinion and I, I enjoy having other opinions. I just think you're completely wrong. Um, for me, I'm giving them a C and I'll just break down real briefly. The, the, po- the most positive to me that they did all off season was this hoarding of draft picks. But as we know, if you follow the league, draft picks don't necessarily have like a guaranteed value. So if we were to look at, you know, the NFL, the NBA or the MLB or any other pro sports, you kind of look at it and you go, oh, this team has lost a plethora of stars um, and is kind of in, you know, no man's land, kind of just paddling around trying to figure out what they're going to do. Obviously they have a plan. I'm not saying they don't, um, but you kind of have to keep regrouping or at least Dallas has continued to but we don't necessarily have that easy identifiable saying of, oh, they have this many draft picks and they're able to use those draft picks to get a superstar or to get at least an up and coming star or anything like that. It's, it's a big question mark. In my opinion, I know Gabe and I have debated about this off air a lot. And I think it, uh, it, it probably should make its own podcast or own article. Um, but for me, that that's the biggest thing. When, when I think about the Dallas wings off season this year, I think of them losing Skyler, losing Azure, and losing Glory. But mostly the thing that sticks out is the acquisition of just like basically, what did you say it was, Gabe? Like a fourth of or a third of all the draft picks in the first round? What yeah, is it? They, they, have four, they have four draft picks in the first nine. Uh, that's picks. crazy. Right. I mean, so so for me, that that's what I think about. And when I think about that, I don't see this season – or because of this offseason, this free agency period, them taking steps towards closer to a championship. I mean, I guess there is the argument of saying, oh, well, they lost these players and now they're making moves since then. But for me, it's day one before free agency or the final day before free agency to where we are now. Did they get closer to winning a championship? I don't think so. Uh, so I would say they had a pretty average uh, offseason, which to me is a C. Rachel, yeah. what are your thoughts? I know I've been kind of like going off the rail here with actual uh, letter grades, so let me do let me do better. Um, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be pretty 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 brief with this as much as possible. The Dallas Wings are fascinating because Brian Agler inherited a bunch of drama. But we can go all the way back to Liz Cambage. We can talk about Skylar Diggins. I'm not trying to sit here and call them dramatic. That's not the case. I'm just saying it was a situation where he was under the impression he was going to be coaching these players. Things have happened since his arrival. You know, uh, you lose a player like Liz Cambage, and then you turn around, and um, Skylar Diggins Smith is vocally wanting to get out and create, you know, have a new opportunity. Um, that is a lot to deal with um, in your first couple of seasons, um, and I really, or in your first season, and I, and I really feel like now we're at a point where they're kind of at ground zero. You know, it's like a clean slate. Um, I, I think that Liz Cambage moving on was fantastic. Skylar Diggins in Phoenix is fantastic. We'll talk, we'll talk about that later. I think it was great for all parties involved. Um, but I think when you're talking about building a team and you're, you're talking about who you have returning and, and, and what this looks like, a lot of times this has a domino effect. And this you don't see um, the effects of something you know, for, for two or three years down the road. Um, so I feel like I'm looking at the Dallas Wings, and, and it's truly it's still a build. They're at ground zero. They're still building. We've talked about them building for a while now since Agler took over the position, but this is truly just now at ground zero, you know, and you've got some young players. Um, you've got some good additions. Obviously we can talk about Arike. She's tremendous dynamic, had a great 
freshman season is going to continue to get better. I love the addition of Katie Lou Samuelson. I already spoke about that earlier. I think she's a great piece to what they need to build. Um, a, a stew is going to thrive there. I really do. I think she's going to do tremendous, but I agree. You know, well, one, more, one more player, Mariah Jefferson. I'm really excited about her return, returning to the hardwood um, and kind of seeing what that looks like and uh, the ball in her hands and how, how that dynamic plays out with her and Enrique playing together. But it's like they're, they're still missing, you know, a couple big, big pieces. Um, a few players that, you know, you could talk about potentially going there. We've talked about Tina Charles potentially is at a place where she lands is, is Dallas. Obviously we have no idea what's happening with that right now, but you know, I, I like the moves that Dallas has made. Um, it's not like it's necessarily a home run <laughs> out of the park, uh, but it's steady. It's consistent. I'm good. I would give them a solid, solid B. It's hard to really critique um, and be hard on it because of, you know, the, just the circumstances that have kind of taken place here the last couple of years. But I do feel, you know, obviously owning half of the first round and four of those picks, I'm fascinated to see what's going to happen with that and some sort of trade value. And like you said, packaging that and what do you go out and get, um, especially in terms of, of experience? Um, I think that, that those are all questions that are to be had and probably currently in the works, if you ask me. But I give them a solid B. I, I think they got better. Um, we're going to see a Dallas Wings team that is a little more cohesive and, and taking steps in the right direction, but by no means uh, do I think they're necessarily a playoff team unless they hit their straight light, uh, stride light, late, uh, maybe kind of sneaking in towards the end, but um, they're still building, very much so. Yeah, and I really like that analogy of them um, you know, being at ground zero. I think what they did this offseason was they created a blueprint. They created a blueprint for how they're going to get from you know, ground zero and build this and who they're going to build it around and what's going to be on the first floor and second floor. Um, I, I think that's what they did. And I, to me, that's overwhelmingly positive. Um, so I don't think, you know, certainly they are not closer to the 2020 championship than they were at the beginning of February, but are they closer to the 2022 or 2023 championship? Maybe, maybe I think they are. So I, to me, it's uh, that's definitely a positive, definitely a positive. Okay, let's move on to one that, you know, this is going to be quick. This is great. Uh, the Indiana Fever. Um, they were the only team in the league that didn't sign any other team's free agents or didn't lose any of their players from 2019. Now, that may have to change because uh, they have too many players on the roster. But, hey, they, they, have a, they have all of their team from last year. And continuity, like I just mentioned, is great. Um, I, I called them, and I really liked this, uh, this analogy, uh, a pint of plain vanilla ice cream among a freezer full of Ben and Jerry's um, because, you know, they just didn't do much. They brought back uh, uh, Tiffany Mitchell. They brought back Laney. They signed a, a training camp contract with Bernadette Hattar, who is 6'10", which is awesome. Um, I really like, I like Mitchell and Laney. They both need to, Mitchell needs to improve on the offensive end. Um, excuse me, Mitchell needs to improve on the defensive end. Laney needs to get way better on offense to have a role on this team. But um, her, both those contracts are, you know, relatively good deals. They're unprotected, so they can get out of it if they need to. And, you know, I think it's going to – it's positive to have continuity. And, you know, they have a they have a player in Erica Wheeler that they really like. They have Candace Dupree. They have Natalia Chanwa. That may be enough to get into the playoffs this year um, along with continuity and a new coach. So, to me, uh, they get a C because they just didn't do that much. And, you know, it's hard to say that they move closer to a title when the whole team is the same. But 
you know, they didn't do anything bad. So they did almost nothing. So they get a C. All right, I'm going to hop in there. I'll be short and sweet, just like you gave. Uh, I'm giving them C minus um, and maybe even D plus. Uh, but I, I kind of hate giving someone a plus when they've done nothing. Because um, plus kind of seems like a positive on top of whatever. They did nothing. Um, I don't look at this roster and scream this is going to be a championship contender in one, two, or three years. Um, I think they need to make some moves on the roster to put them into that contention. I'm not going to say that, you know, this team isn't going to make the playoffs, but when you look at what has happened around the league, um, I just, I worry about this team uh, from a perspective of, of, you know, focusing on them. I, I don't see this being a, a big positive off season for the team. Um, so yeah, C minus D plus Rachel. I give them a D. Um, I think the moves are just kind of like, okay. <laughs> um you know, okay. I, I think that the mentality here, and I can't knock him for it, is, you know, let's get Marianne Stanley in here and let's let her work with this team and have some true time with them to understand the dynamic of this roster, understand the chemistry, um, to understand kind of um, what she's working with. I think that's fair. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Obviously there's pieces. You've got McCowan, which is the biggest asset on this team. Uh, Kelsey Mitchell is shown to be extremely explosive and talented, but is that necessarily someone you retain or do you maybe down the road, take that as an opportunity to go get a bigger name? Um, I don't know. I just really felt like the fever needed to be a little more aggressive than what they were. Um, you know, they also just recently um, announced the addition of Julie Alamand, who is a kind of top Belgium guard. She's really thrived over um, in Belgium and in EuroLeague uh, this past season. And she has been signed in the WNBA before, but she never came over. She just chose to stay over in Europe. So, you know, that's that's just another addition to this roster that, you know, we'll have to see. You know, there's a lot of levels with that of a player who's never really been in the league, um, who's played with a lot of players in EuroLeague. Uh, but kind of how does that translate over here is, is a question mark. I, I mean, uh, Bernadette Hattar, 6'10". Six, six, okay, I'm interested. You got me listening to that. Um, I love the size, and I, I think – we could even get into then talking about the draft. And I think if we were to do a grade after the, after the draft, um, I think they should take Lauren Cox if she's available at three. Um, that's just my personal opinion, but I think we could have a different um, opinion kind of after the draft and kind of what is a, you know, sign there. But I don't see this as an Indiana fever team that necessarily got better by talent. I do think you have to make note of uh, Victoria Vivian's returning after missing last year with a knee injury. She, showed a lot of promise in her rookie year. So I think I can't knock them for not making a ton of moves because I think you still just have to wait and see how this new dynamic with the new coach, the uh, return of, of Vivian's and the progression of these young players continue in the league. Um, but I don't know. You know, I think they're going to have to be aggressive um, a year from now for sure. Yeah, uh, I totally forgot about I actually didn't. I didn't see that that uh, Alamand signing. I, I didn't see I didn't see that happen. Um, Great job, everyone in the WNBA. Um, but so I, I didn't see that happen. But uh, yeah, I think she she might bring uh, some more backcourt help. But that may also mean that Laney's gone. I'm not sure that they'd still have a lot to work out. So maybe actually I would have given them a, a C. Yeah, no, I'm sticking with the C. They just didn't do enough to to deserve anything right. worse or better. Um, they they were complete neutral. Shouts to them for giving us a short section. Okay, Las Vegas. Um, uh, yeah, so Las Vegas, I gave them a C plus. Uh, they, you know, did a lot like some other teams. Uh, they got Andrew McCautry. Uh, they got 
Daniel Robinson. They brought back Sugar Rogers. Um, I think the McCautry signing is flashy um, in itself. I mean, I, I was going through kind of figuring out how to uh, best encapsulate what she did um, with Atlanta. I think, you know, she obviously went to the finals three times. She averaged 20, 20 points and five rebounds a game for six straight years. And she made the all defensive team seven straight years while winning the scoring title twice. Uh, so, you know, that's a hell of a resume. That's amazing. Um, but, you know, she is coming off an injury. She does not necessarily fit with this team. And um, to keep her happy, she needs the ball. Um, not that she causes drama, but just like to keep her happy and effective and in, locked in the game. She's someone who's used to being the star player on the team. She needs the ball. On this team, she is not the star player, in my opinion. I, I think she's what? probably you know uh the second the, the third option on this team um and maybe even fourth maybe maybe even fourth and she's not the point guard she's not going to be bringing up the ball it's kelsey plum um so it, it's just going to be tough to to find her enough touches to make her as effective as she should be uh daniel robinson is a completely head-scratching decision to me they paid her uh, a good chunk of money for one year it's one year so you know take take a grain of salt with that but yeah, I kind of rather just keep Sydney Colson. Sydney Colson made a lot more sense. She was really good in the locker room. Uh, Daniel Robinson cannot shoot from outside the paint, which is true for like five other players in this team, including Andrew McCautry. So um, spacing is going to be a huge problem. Uh, also, I didn't give him uh, a ton of points for Liz. Liz is returning, um, but we don't we we haven't we haven't seen any contract deals. We haven't seen that officially announced. But we we can assume because she was calling um, like season ticket holders last week, and you know every indication is that she is coming back. Um, but you know, I, to me, it's just I don't think they move that much closer to a title. And depending on how Angel fits, it, it's going to be tough, you know. And also, is she going to take minutes away from Derek Hamby? Because that the trio of Hamby, Cambage, and Wilson they worked really well at the end of last year, and I think taking away minutes from that really is going to hurt them. And I think if you, if you have to stick McCautry on the bench, you know, is she going to be okay with that? Cause if I'm, if I have that resume, I don't think I'd be okay with it. So it's just so much to figure out from both an on court and off court perspective that, um, you know, I didn't feel comfortable giving them a much higher grade. So it's a C plus for the aces. And I, I still think they have a shot at the title. Uh, I just don't think they got any closer this off season. I completely agree with everything you said. Um, I part of me wanted to say just a C and not a C plus, but then I, I I don't want to knock signing Angel and and the other signings that they've done. Obviously, you know my feelings on D Rob. Um, I'm a fan of Sugar Rogers. I like the move. Angel to me, like you said, great player, great resume. To me, does not bring this team closer to a championship. Prove me wrong. I likely will be proved wrong. Uh, proven wrong as Bill Lambeer likes to do. But as I've stated, I mean, Bill Lambeer doubled down on his style of play. It's yet to be shown that that style of play will win you a championship in the last, what, 10 years, 12 years. Um, So, you know, prove me wrong. Uh, Multiple people have done it, and I will admit when I'm wrong. That being said, as of now, I do not think this team made any large steps towards winning a championship this free agency period. Rachel? I agree with you. Um... They didn't get worse, but they didn't take huge strides or even even maybe baby steps forward because we're a year in with this roster playing together. It's a star-studded roster that 
you know, at times showed what they could do last year, but at times it was in complete shambles and it just seemed like what, 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 what's the identity on the court that with the inconsistencies. Um, and so there was part of me that really felt like, man, I really wish this roster, you know, could have stayed similar. Um, and obviously the, the bones of it did. Um, I think, you know, if you were to even just look at it, exchange Angel McCautry, um, for a T young, I like that move. I'm okay with that at this point in both of their careers and where they're at. But I have been vocal on the, the aspect of Angel McCautry, a huge fan, lover, have loved watching her play against her as a player, one of my worst nightmares. But she is a huge question mark right now on how she's going to return from this injury. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not trying to discredit her, but there's reason to be concerned with that. And I, and I, and she's a big personality. Um, and I'm trying to understand all those personalities on the court out there together and how that's going to work. It's going to be fascinating. Um, but from a skill standpoint, if she's playing well, and if she's the angel, you know, even 75% of the angel that we've, we've known to love, then yeah, they do take steps in getting better. Um, so I don't, I don't hate their off season. I don't necessarily like am in love with it. I'm just kind of like, okay, this is interesting. I want to see how this goes. So I'm going to give them a C. Yeah. It's going to be, they're going to, they're going to dominate though. Like the post game press conference and Twitter, like this is going to be fantastic from a fan perspective, but yeah, with you, just the on court fit is a little tough. Also, I want to applaud, uh, uh, apologize to quote everyone in WNBA uh, for not informing me of the uh, Al- Alamon uh, signing um, because that's actually my fault. They released that news on Monday and um, I thought it was a training camp contract, but I missed it because I was a wedding planning, which is terrible. Um, as Ari will tell you, if you talk to him outside of this podcast, Um so not, not not bringing down the pod to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, are we going to do a part two? Cause this is a little long. Oh yeah. We're, we're going to break this down for the fans. We're going to break this down into a part two. Uh, similarly to how Gabe was writing it and realized that it was too long. We were recording this and said, you know what? This is a little too long. We don't want to bore people. I want to leave them on the edge of their seats. Uh, so just wait, we are going to hit them with a part two in the coming days. Uh, and that's it for this show. As we say, we believe the players of the W and its community deserve the same in-depth analysis and respect that men's sports receive on a daily basis. With that in mind, please consider joining our Patreon community to help support us and the hard work that we do.